0: On the line, I have Rebecca from Holmes County. Rebecca, how are you this morning? Doing good. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, I hear that your grandson is at the Indian River facility. Is that correct? Yes. How long has he been there?
1: He arrived there about the middle of June of this year.
0: Okay. And uh, how old is he? Is he a younger inmate? Is he older?
1: He's younger. He's 16.
0: Do you guys hear a lot of uh, stories when he calls home and talks to you know his family? Is he sharing any stories about what's happening in the Indian River uh, Juvenile Facility?
1: Well, ever since, let me see, we visited him this past Wednesday, a week ago tomorrow. We have not been able to hear from him since. They're not, they've canceled all the visits and there's no phone calls allowed right now. Generally, he was allowed to call home pretty much whenever he wanted, unless, you know, his behavior had put him on, like, some type of restriction. And um, he is not in with the general population because he has some, um, what do I want to say, not shortcomings, but some special needs. And so his unit is run a little differently than probably like Bravo unit, which is where I think a lot of the ones that this happened Saturday were from. It is Bravo B unit is where I believe that, um, officer Upshaw was working when he was
0: attacked and injured. And then, you know, that's sad, Rebecca, that's, uh, it's sad to hear that we have a, um, a correctional officer who was injured last tuesday i spoke to his wife yesterday rebecca and he is still in the hospital in serious condition
1: yeah yeah and you know we i mean we've not really had any problems with indian river i mean there's frustration because you call and they say they'll call you back and they don't you know and a lot of it is because it is a government-run facility and we all know how the government is kind of slow about everything but basically our grandson has gotten good care Uh, when he went for the first probably couple months he had a lot of problems adjusting there was um, they had him, like, on suicide watch many times, and he would self-harm, and so they'd have him in what they call a the smock, which is, I think, just kind of keeps his hands so that he couldn't, like, self-harm himself. It'd be more like scratching, things like that is what he was doing. But he had COVID, what is this, the end of October, probably back in mid-September, and, uh, of course, you know, there was no visits or anything then for a while. But he was more or less confined to his room or his cell. A lot of times they call them rooms. But And he said he had a lot of time to think, and it was after that that he has turned the corner and is doing really well. Now, he was sentenced to a year, and they gave him three months' credit. So supposedly he's supposed to get out january 6th but we're not
0: sure about that is right your Re- rebecca if you don't mind me asking is your family now worried after what you saw happen i i know that uh your grandson is in in a separate unit than uh, where a lot of this stuff happened over the weekend but does it cause you guys to wonder man oh yeah what w- yeah. what's it going to be like if they couldn't control 12 inmates now, now we have to worry about them. Is that a concern for you?
1: Yeah, and it concerns us that they were able to get keys because that means they could have gotten into our grandson's unit. We're concerned. You don't know what these other inmates are going to do to other inmates. Yeah, and well, and like my husband just said, yeah, that, you know, and we didn't know that they had adults in there. The 19 to 24-year-olds, we didn't know mm-hmm. anything about that. And we figure it's because they probably get more money to house them. So that's why they're there, because it's, you know, probably all about the money. But because, you know, of course, the, the state gets paid so much, you know, for each inmate that's in there. And um, so, yeah. And, I mean, it concerns me, our grandson's unit's on lockdown, which means not necessarily that he's confined to his room, but they can't go to the gym. hmm They can't, of course, they're not going to be going to school for a while now, probably. He had been getting some of their schooling done in the unit itself, so maybe that's what will continue. And he was doing well in school, and, you know, all A's and one C. And um, so, you know, that's why I said, and, you know, we're concerned about if there's only one, you know, one officer per unit, that concerns us. And I feel badly for the officers I mean, all of them that we've had contact with have always been very respectful to us, very friendly and everything. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, there's these four people having to work back-to-back shifts, you know, pull a double and then go home, get some sleep and come back. And I think maybe part of the reason we're, they're having some problems is because if they, they were short-staffed to start before all this this month happened – And so I know our grandson would tell us, well, we had to stay in our rooms all day because they didn't have enough staff. We couldn't go to the cafeteria and eat. We had to eat in our rooms and everything. And I thought, yeah, when you start confining teenage boys to their rooms, they can't go to the gym. They can't go out on the athletic field, you know, get any exercise.
0: Yeah, and they need that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, no video games. Or anything like that and stuff. I thought, yeah, what's going to happen? They're going to get bored. They're going to start looking for trouble. And, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, to us. But, yeah, we're very worried. I Saturday night after our daughter had gone over there for a visit and no one, of course, had called or anything. She gets there and everything was, you know. And chaos. and So that's how things.
0: she found out about what happened on Saturday. She just showed up.
1: Yeah, because she was scheduled to have a visit at 530. She gets there at a quarter till because you have to get there earlier because you have to be COVID tested every week. And sometimes that takes them a while to get up there and do the test. The test itself doesn't take that long. but And then they have to get your family member ready for the visit, which I think involves fisking them down, mm-hmm. you know, fisking them and all that stuff. So I'm not sure exactly what yeah. all that involves. And our grandson, sometimes he can tell us things, and other times he won't say much, but we can either tell from his you know, demeanor or maybe a remark he makes, maybe what's going on, or we can kind of have to guess.
0: Because he has to be kind of careful. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I was allowed to say. Yeah, Rebecca, I I understand, and you know it, it is a sad situation. We're hoping that we can uh, we can do some investigating and get to the end of it. Rebecca from Holmes County, we really appreciate you uh, coming on today. I wish we could continue to talk, but we got to get a break in here. You have a okay. good one, and thanks for calling okay. us. All right. Okay.
1: Bye.